When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to another edition of the Pens Cast. I am your host, Garrett Bahanna. As always, alongside me is co-host of the Pens Cast and the Pens Cast Mailbag. He, like me, is also a contributing writer over at Pensburg.com. It's Robbie Noggle. Robbie, uh, we've had we've had a lot of time now to digest the the Penguins not being in the dance for Lord Stanley. Are you keeping tabs with the scores throughout the league? Or are you are you entertained by the first round matchup so far? Yeah, I've definitely been watching. I still love hockey, and it, it definitely was weird kind of uh, by Tuesday night when um, all the series started and there was no Penguins. It was just kind of a very um, odd kind of feeling, I guess, um, not being stressed at all, really. I mean, honestly, no, I've, I've been uh, pretty much thoroughly entertained. There's been some good hockey. Uh, a lot of kind of, I believe, as we record this on February, or yeah, February, Friday the 21st, uh, It'll come out on the 22nd. I think by this point, six of the going into game three, six of the eight series are one, one. So, I mean, uh, they've been pretty even some good comebacks some really exciting hockey. Uh, and overall, I've, yeah, I've enjoyed what I've watched so far and I'll probably watch all the way through the final to see who raises the cup because I, I, I love the sport. So that way I'll watch it, but I yeah definitely have to admit that, it's very weird not seeing the Penguins playing at all. So things have things have pretty much dried up in Penguin land. Like you said, as we record this on the 21st of April, there are a couple of uh, news items to get to, most notably defenseman Jan Ruda undergoing uh, core muscle surgery. The Penguins announced earlier this week the defenseman will uh, miss about 8 to 10 weeks, but uh, obviously not a great sign that he was probably playing injured to some extent towards the 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 end of the regular season i'm not sure how much if if at all it impacted his game or his play in terms of the news of the week uh yon ruda undergoing going under the knife and, and and getting that taken care of hopefully he's ready to go uh by the time training camp rolls around if he can you know get on a get on a rink maybe skate around a little bit keep himself in shape obviously as a lot of these guys do throughout the calendar year the big discussion we'll have this week as i mentioned things are things have dried up a little bit but uh, let's talk about Mike Sullivan and uh, the, the job that, that Mike Sullivan has done 
specifically this season. You know, we can we can sit here and we can criticize player deployment, you know, relying on players like Jeff Carter and, and Brian Dumoulin in, in rather key situations throughout the season. But I'm curious, Robbie, during the end-of-season press conference, Fenway Sports Group seemed to indicate that uh, Mike Sullivan will have some sort of say in this next hockey operations hire slash general manager hire. FSG looks like they view Mike Sullivan as a a very well-regarded, highly regarded coach. And his resume, Robbie, speaks for itself. Back-to-back Stanley Cups. I'm curious, though, Robbie, uh, the Penguins obviously did not clinch a playoff spot this season. And outside of this season, they had trouble getting out of the first round against the Islanders, the Rangers, uh, even the play-in round uh, during the COVID season. So, Robbie, uh, my question this week is, is a simple one for you and, and for, for all the listeners. Going into the 2023-24 season with presumably a, a new, newly redesigned hockey ops department and, and a new general manager, how much, how much sway, or uh, in better terms maybe, how short of a leash do you think Mike Sullivan is on heading into the 2023-24 season? I imagine he's on relatively stable ground, but given the given the Penguins' postseason failures, uh, some of his deployment issues, you know, that may lead someone to wonder if he deserves to come back or if should they, if they should just clean house altogether and bring in a completely new voice. So, uh, Robbie, what do you think? Looking at Mike Sullivan, the success he's had, uh, do you think he is on the hot seat or, or could get onto the hot seat during the 2023-24 season? Oh, I think he's absolutely going to be starting the season on a hot seat. And it's really going to depend, obviously, a lot on what the vision of the new hockey ops department is when they come in, whoever it is. Uh, We've thrown around a bunch of names, not going to go through them all again, but it's really all going to depend on what that vision is and what their expectations are. But I think regardless of who it is, the leash is going to be short. They know... Every, whoever comes in is going to know of Mike Sullivan and what he's all about, the style he runs, the system he runs, uh, what his expectations are, his coaching style, uh, how he handles the players. Um, so they're not going to be coming in blind. It's not like there's some no-name guy out there that they've never heard of or they're just getting used to. Even if they don't know Mike Sullivan personally, they're all going to be plenty. Uh, whoever comes in is going to be plenty familiar with uh, what Mike Sullivan brings to the table. And uh, it sounds like Fenway is still backing him. It definitely sounded like that on uh, last Friday when during the, the all the firing press conferences uh, that they held, uh, the Mike Sullivan's still the head coach. I would think that the next general manager has to at least be okay with giving Mike Sullivan a shot. But I think there's definitely some heat on that seat. How short that leash is, I can't say exactly again i think that might even come down to uh the individual or individuals that will be running hockey ops uh when the penguins begin next season yeah i mean mike sullivan has pedigree there's no doubt about that the players uh especially the the big names respond to him they like him they wanted him to remain in pittsburgh uh and i just don't see him going anywhere unless something horrific would happen early next season that they would just be completely out of it before Thanksgiving, uh, then maybe. But again, I think even with whatever moves the Penguins make this summer, 
that top six and Chris Letang and Marcus Pedersen is still going to be good enough that the Penguins are going to be in the conversation, regardless of who the GM is, what Mike Sullivan's doing. I really think that if they're in a position similar to this next year, it's going to come down to the final week kind of situation again, uh, depending on what moves they make. Now, they could make the right moves and become uh, a contender for the, the Metro division, but that's a long way off a long conversation to have. But I think that Mike Sullivan is, I don't know if it's semi-safe. I don't think uh, if they start off next season 0-3 or something like that, I don't think the new management's just going to go out there and say, uh, Mike, thanks for everything, but um, we're going to move in a different direction. I really don't think it, the lease is that short. But if things aren't good by Thanksgiving or Christmas, then the conversation changes. And again, it all depends on what uh, the new hockey ops uh, team, what their vision is for the, for the franchise moving forward, uh, and what they do this offseason um, to kind of get them there, whether or not they think Sullivan uh, is the right man for the job. So I think it's kind of going to be another – the seat's going to be warm. It's not going to be completely safe, but I don't think it's going to be one of those October firings unless they start out like 0-10 or something like that. But I, I, I don't think anybody foresees – even the worst teams in the NHL don't usually start out 0-10. But I think overall – uh, Mike Sullivan is, uh, yeah, the seat's a little warm, but I'm not too, too concerned that the new management's going to come in and make any kind of drastic changes behind the bench. Now, what I do think you'll see is uh, a change in assistant coaches, whether it's a whole new crew or uh, whatever they decide to do. I definitely think you'll see new assistant coaches. Yeah, Mike Sullivan's going to have input in that. He obviously wants guys to kind of fit what he wants to do. And I think most of Penguins Nation would agree that something – Behind the bench needs to change, even if it's not the head coach. Uh, the power play is not good enough. The defense struggle. Something needs to change, and I think that the new hockey ops department and Mike Sullivan will sit down, and there will probably be some uh, behind-the-bench changes, uh, specifically to assistant coaches. Uh, would probably be the most surprising thing that we see this summer. I'm looking at Mike Sullivan's coaching record on Hockey Reference right now. 337 wins. 187 regulation losses, 65 overtime slash shootout losses. Uh, that is good for in, in his Pittsburgh tenure, a 627 win percentage. Obviously, I mentioned the two Stanley Cups, one back-to-back. And Mike Sullivan is officially the winningest coach in franchise history, uh, eclipsing Dan Bilesma back in in October of 2021 with his 253rd victory at the time. Obviously, it doesn't hurt to have Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Chris Letang, and the like uh, when you're coaching that team day in and day out every night. Uh, things can get relatively easy when, when you're surrounded by a cast of elite players like that, but that's not to take away from Mike Sullivan uh, as the coach as well. Like you said, Robbie, I think the players respond very highly, very well to him. I asked the question because... You and I both know Robbie, and I'm sure a lot of the longtime fans out there realize that NHL coaches really have a, a, a short shelf life. Uh, you're going to be hard-pressed to find a, a very long-tenured head coach for whatever reason. The, the most common explanation is that players tune out the message and they tune out the head coach and a new voice or something along those lines is needed in the locker room. But eight years in... And I haven't got that feeling from from the players yet. So, like you said, Robbie, we'll see when we get into October if they get off to like a three and seven, three and eight kind of start. Maybe 
maybe then I, I'd start to have a, a few concerns. But uh, as things stand right now, especially with what Fenway Sports Group was saying about how Sullivan is going to have a voice in this process, uh, I, I'm at the very least interested because uh, fans are, are going to be restless, especially if they get off to a slow start. You don't have to remind them of the last three to four years of playoff failures, especially this season, not even clinching a playoff berth. Now, I'm not saying that's all on Mike Sullivan, but at some point you're going to have to say, well, we got rid of the general manager. If you're still struggling, we got rid of the general manager. The next step would be getting rid of the coach. I think that's a break glass now emergency kind of scenario. Uh, and again, the, the Penguins would have to stumble out of the gate very, very hard and really get behind in the standings for, for that sort of thing to happen. But as things stand now, it looks like Mike Sullivan is still going to be a very well-respected tenured bench boss in Pittsburgh. The kind of system that he implements, high, hard, forechecking, puck possession, speed-based kind of game. We know that Sullivan didn't get those kinds of reinforcements in terms of the players that that Ron Hextall brought in, uh, talking about players like Mikael Granlin and Jeff Carter obviously not having much in the tank anymore. So we'll see if the new general manager can bring in some players that fit more in line with the, the kind of forechecking, offensively-minded scheme that Mike Sullivan will run. Robbie, it was, a, it was a short discussion this week regarding Mike Sullivan and his potential future here, but uh, as we get into the, the deeper and deeper depths of the offseason, content is, is likely to dry up a bit and the, the news is going to trickle out at a much slower pace. Um, for those listening, uh, we Robbie and I were talking just before we hit the record button, and for those wondering what our content schedule will look like moving forward, we'll plan on creating more podcast content throughout the offseason. And as the news starts to get slower, what we were thinking about doing was, at the very least, continuing with the Penscast mailbag every week and getting that listener participation. Even if it's not about hockey-related questions, Robbie brought up a great point that we could simply just have a more laid-back, informal discussion about a wide variety of topics that aren't even hockey-related. So... Don't think that with the Penguins not playing that the Skating Penguin Network will go dormant. We will certainly have content running throughout the offseason. And as soon as the Penguins make that general manager hire and retransform their hockey operations department, we will be one of the first ones to bring it to you on the Penscast. But, uh, Robbie, uh, as we wrap up this abbreviated edition of the Penscast, do you have anything else you'd like to say before we, be, before we wrap up this episode? No, like you said that right now this I mean it does it's it's kind of surprising how quickly content can dry up when your team's uh, season is over uh, for the most part and obviously if the penguins are still playing right now we'd be talking about uh, probably two playoff games and getting ready for a game three uh, for whoever they were playing against but I think that and I saw this um, on Twitter today I think if you've been paying attention to the playoffs at all it's quite clear the penguins don't belong. Um, so, I mean, you can uh, be sad that they're not in it, but uh, it's, yeah, it's probably for the best. Um, that way they could kind of get a head start on uh, the se- the off season, And, yeah, we're probably still waiting for any kind of significant news that's going to get us talking or uh, in terms of the hockey ops. But um, one thing to note, I just saw it. I was, I was scrolling through Twitter here about an hour ago. Rob Rossi 
uh, tweeted out. Uh, it's his understanding. There's been no significant movement uh, this week on the Penguins Hockey Operations Leadership Shirts. They're still gathering names for potential candidates. I think that pretty much makes sense. And um, how much leaks out, if any, um, it remains to be seen. I don't know how tight-lipped Fenway Sports Group is uh, with that kind of stuff, so I guess we'll find out. But uh, when news breaks, I, you know we'll be here to break it down and maybe talk to some other folks on what to expect and moving forward. And no, So, yeah, I mean, mailbag every week uh, should definitely keep everybody entertained, especially when we maybe start freelancing a little bit more with the topics and stuff. But, yeah, for the most part, unless something – uh, major breaks. Welcome to what an NHL offseason is like, if this is your first time. We've been obviously spoiled the last few years, last well, well, over a decade and a half of having at least something to talk about in pretty much to the end of April. But uh, not the case when your team missed the playoffs. But uh, that's hey, that's the way the cookie crumbled this year for the Penguins. And I can't say they didn't deserve their, their fate. Once we get news, and uh, especially into June and early July, we'll be able to get back to a good bit of content as the offseason really ramps up at that time. But yeah, that's about all I got. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And I guess we'll talk to you guys at least Monday with the next mailbag. Uh, yep. Robbie basically put, put a bow on this one. I'll agree and concur with everything that he just said. And uh, for Robin Ogle, I have been Garrett Behanna. Thank you so much for listening to this abbreviated edition of the Pens cast. And we will be, we will be back next week for another edition of the Pens cast mailbag. So we will talk to all of you again next week.